Welcome, welcome, welcome to Come and Talk Podcast. It's your girl Shantizi. It's your girl Kim Dillinger, your favorite stylist, favorite stylist, the fashion gangster. <laughs> Cleese the Peace. And we have a very special, special guest, guest in the building. You want to introduce yourself for us? Yes, uh, my name is Jason Fulford, aka J Soul. Mm-hmm. The Soul stands for spreading out love equally, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm about about spreading this love, trying to get people together, united, you know, lead us in the right way. And you have a unique perspective on everything that is going on right now in our country. Um, And you were affected by police brutality within your family. Can we talk a little bit about that? Yes, we can. And uh, in 2014, I lost my cousin, Eric Garner, Mm -hmm. on July 17th. to police brutality mm-hmm. and him being put in a chokehold that he shouldn't have mm-hmm. been put in and mm-hmm. is actually illegal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's why I recently just had this run for justice in his name. Mm-hmm. And also everybody that's been affected by police brutality because I've actually been affected since 1994 when Nicholas Hayward Jr. was murdered in Gowanus houses um, when he was 13 years old, the same age that I was at that time. He was playing with a toy gun in the stairwell, mm. and a police officer found him to be a threat. And, How uh, old was he again? He you was 13. 13. Just finished middle a school. A toy gun. Yeah. So, you know, I wanted to start my run for justice in Gowanus because the park is named after him, Nicholas mm. Hayward Jr. And uh, also his father passed away a year ago, and he was a mentor to me. And he was pretty much the first person that I saw in my community uh, face-to-face being an activist on a, on a daily basis. So, you know, he was a mentor and, and somebody that I wanted to honor um, since he's not here to keep his son's name alive right 100%. now. 100%. Man, we need men like you. Yeah, right, like Killer? Damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> we need men like you. So, um, in the wake of everything going on, and I'm going to say this on every episode, Absolutely. Breonna Taylor's killers are still not walking around. Arrested. Okay, yeah. they are still not arrested and seeing everything that happened, how did your family, how were you guys able to cope with literally you losing your cousin the way you did and then having to see these people still in the positions that they were in, that they used to, to do this murder? Yeah, no, I, I actually just touched on that recently. I was featured by the New Yorker magazine. Yes, mm-hmm. I really wanted you to talk yeah, about that. And, um, <laughs> You know, it was like the first time I really opened up about like the effects that it has on a family member. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, it didn't hit me as, as much as it has hit his kids, his mom, uh, his sister. But you know, like just somebody that has known Eric my whole life and that being a family member, it just, you know, every time I open Instagram and I'm not ready to see that, you know what I'm saying? When I saw this George Floyd incident, it's like, wow. Like Anxiety. This, you know? And this could really still happen after my cousin, you know, it was on video. So yeah. it's like, we all saw it. We all know it was wrong. And I feel like the message that was sent was it was okay. And really seeing what happened to George Floyd showed us that it was okay. And that's what got me feeling like I got to speak up a little more, be a little more vulnerable. Because I think sometimes, you know, especially as like a masculine man, we try to 
like deny that fact that we still go through emotions we still have a sensitive side mm -hmm. you know and we're human and I just want to talk more about things to release some of this trauma because it's you know it's a lot of trauma that the black man goes through you know that mm -hmm. that is unspoken and I think that if I could be a person that that opens that conversation up opens that dialogue up then that's who I'm gonna be because I'm a born leader and I feel like leaders build leaders and that's what I'm trying to do I ain't trying to build a following per se you know what I'm saying because I don't want followers you want leaders I want leaders like we Amen. need leaders right now and I want to be a part of history you know what I'm saying because our in ancestors, a positive way yeah, yeah our ancestors fought too hard for us to just kind of accept what's going on and I'm, a, I'm upset at myself for waiting so long but at the same time I'm ready it's so interesting that you said that because recently I've been getting just a lot of spiritual changes. I've been researching a lot of different things, learning a lot of different things. And I was mad at myself. I found myself being so upset with myself because it's like, really? You didn't know this? <laughs> you didn't know these little things that may not affect you now, but it's still a part of you. It's a part of information that you want to know to one, be able to carry yourself around the cops and two, just knowing your rights especially having kids to teach yeah. them these things yeah and one thing that's sad though about you know situations with even knowing your rights is it still puts you in a very uncomfortable position definitely you know? and it may uh, make you elaborate. a target even more that's right why do you say that sometimes having knowledge is power they don't want you to have that power mm. so now they got to try to silence that power mm. And, Damn. And one thing I've learned is like being outspoken about some of these topics, like you being disobedient, you know, and it's sad that it's 2020 and that's still like being frowned upon. Like you just supposed to follow what everybody tells you to follow, you know, like let's all wake up and realize we all have our own identity. We all have different perspectives and we got to stay true to that. But, you know, so let me ask you something as a person who went through all of what you went through, right? And seeing these behaviors repeat itself, uh, whether it be uh, McLean, what's his name? The, the young man that passed away, he was, he was mentally ill. That was recently. Is it Eric McLean? No, it's not Eric McLean. But you guys know who I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. Breonna Taylor, um, Michael, what's his name? The one in Wendy's in Atlanta? Oh, that was crazy. Yeah. All of those things. Now, being someone who has gone through it personally and then seeing not that many years later the same things happen over and over and over again, what does it do to you and your family? Like, does it... Can I for me, that? I feel like it would just feel like there's no justice. It's just you live, you die like this, and then that's it. You know what? Sometimes I... Most times I think we are, are afraid. We're so afraid because I know somebody right now, the same situation happened to him. The police killed him. He was driving, he got pulled over. He's on the phone with his fiance. And he's like, babe, stay on the phone with me. They're gonna kill me, they're gonna kill me. Why was grass in his socks when they did the autopsy. If it was a traffic stop, why was he in the bushes? Wow. And they cut the things And up. the family is scared to like, like really, like really speak up. 
I can't speak for that because I've never been through that. But as a person that's been through something like that, yeah. what type of courage, like what type of difference does it take between a person that's scared and a person that's really just like, I don't care. And he killed my cousin or uh, my yeah, father. Something or my... needs to be done. Yeah. I mean, and I, I'm just taking it that it's, it's my obligation, you mm-hmm. know, to bring more awareness to it. And I think that the, what I've found is my voice is my biggest weapon. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why I'm honored to be on y'all show because mm-hmm. the more I'm able to Thank use my you. voice, the more I'm using my weapon. Yes. You know, my weapon of choice. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, uh, you know, I try to I try to throw a twist on it because what a lot of people don't understand is how loving Eric was and how much he was engaged in his community, whether it was just helping somebody out one day or just being this person that's saying hi every and morning. And make you feel good, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And feel protected. Mm-hmm. Like, that's one thing. Uh, the last time I actually saw him, it's unfortunate, it was at one of my cousin's uh, funeral. And he had got murdered in New Jersey. It was like a year before Eric passed away. and um, Eric was killed. Eric was killed. That's right. Mm-hmm. Eric was murdered. Mm-hmm. You know, let's make that clear. Yeah, period. Um, but, you know, one thing was, like, how much he made sure he went out of his way to take care of me that day because mm-hmm. he knew how close that cousin was mm-hmm. to me, you know, because mm-hmm. um, he kind of spent some time living with me and my family, my cousin Joe. And, um, you know, I just want to make sure people understand that side of Eric as well because that's another thing. We got to change the narrative. So us, us being more outspoken changes mm-hmm. the narrative. It mm-hmm. lets people hear the truth because mm-hmm. the system don't play fair. And they changed the narrative real quick. Like, it was more heard that he was selling Lucy's oh, than yes. he was murdered. Oh, yes. You know? Oh, yes. So that's that's something that I believe needs to change. And, and, and sharing real stories, I think, is something that's going to really help push this movement and push us to move forward. Because at the end of the day, we don't have a choice. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't just change the color of our skin. We can't change history. But I'm gonna tell you what we can change. We could change the future. Period. You know? Now, what are some ways that you could suggest for, because what's going on right now in our neighborhoods, I know y'all see all them people just dying. Just, they, they are, I'm literally being desensitized every day that I scroll on Instagram. Well, that's like, what they're doing. They're only highlighting our neighborhoods to make us desensitized mm-hmm. and also So that when they do kill. what they do to yeah. us, it's, and Normal. also be able to kill one another. Mm-hmm. You have to desensitize the person because mm-hmm. still white murders in America are higher. Yeah, you don't of hear course. about that. You don't see those videos on the news. They'll block it out if anything. But mm-hmm. with us, you get it on every angle on IG, Facebook, Twitter, Channel Seven, CNN, mm. all of that. So mm-hmm. they ran by Jews, but yeah. you know. I ain't gonna get too much into that. I don't want them to take away my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I, 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 I want to know how do you? What would you suggest to a person, a young black man coming up in the neighborhood, a mother, a father who has black children, boys or girls? Like, how can we get engaged with our community to make sure that our kids are learning the right part of history? That's one, because um, they ain't gonna get it in schools. No, no. And two, that they know their rights. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, one thing I would suggest is unlearning everything we've been taught. Isn't that true? You know, like let, <laughs> let's unlearn all yeah. of that and let's let's educate ourselves with some truth. Because uh, mm. I grew up, I mean, Christopher Columbus was like a hero. Period. <laughs> in my classes, you know, and I'm like, now that I'm older and woke, I'm like, wow, like you was really 
forcing your lips to tell me Christopher Columbus was a hero when you knew exactly what time it was and what he was doing and was responsible for. And I learned that in my adult age. Exactly. Did you been though? You probably been you. I know. You been you. You been you. How long did you know, Khalees? Did you did you know after school, after high school, or during high school? You was no, like bullshit. Well, the type of household I grew up in. Oh yeah, in that's true. Your mom is a teacher. So, yeah, and mm-hmm. she's a teacher, so oh, she wasn't yeah. playing that. Shit. Yeah, she was woke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Christopher Columbus is considered Italian, so we also had that in our household. Well, he is a great man. Look what he did for Italy. Yeah. So that's like a, always oh, yeah, a done. Yeah, because you're like mixed. Yeah. So it was always, that part was always interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I feel like, you know, the education is key. What you educate your kids at home, you know, and, and I think you got to lead by example. I think too many people want to lead with words, but if your words don't match your actions, it, it's for nothing. Yeah. You know, so if you're telling your kids something and trying to get them to be a little more aware of things going mm-hmm. on, you got to show them as well. Mm-hmm. Like what I'm doing, I'm inspiring my daughter who is going to be 13 next year. Mm-hmm. I'm, exp- I'm inspiring her to be a leader mm-hmm. and, and nothing less, nothing more. You know, I just want her to stay true to herself, educate herself, you know, and put herself around like-minded people that's willing to change the world. Because I think this, what, what we need to really break down is the system. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need to be less about the ego system and more about the ecosystem. And that's, you know, meaning let go of your ego and be more about what's good for everyone. For the economy. You know what I'm saying? Because, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of, of things that could be shared a little bit better. It's uh, never going to be like that, though, because you see what happens when a person speak out. You see person like Nick Cannon. Yeah. We spoke about that earlier. Mm-hmm. You see what happens when you speak out. We can never get to the bottom of the root of why Eric Garner happened, why Breonna Taylor happened and can just these cops are still we'll never be able to get down to the root of a lot of things if the honest, raw conversations can't happen. Yeah. If when I say something that some of it may be a little bit ignorant, some of it true, but when I say something that you the person in power can't handle or take as disrespect then i'm gonna be tarnished then nobody's gonna want to say who else is gonna say something i mean do you sure you want that because trump says a lot of shit and i'll be pissing yeah, people trump, the fuck trump, off but trump is a part of all of those no but i'm just letting you know that's how know it about. sounds shithole country stuff like that that's no, how they feel so if you no really it's not about it's not about spewing hate i don't want to spew hate i don't yeah. want us to say oh these black people died and because i'm black oh let's go kill some white people that's not what i'm saying i'm saying if we can't have honest conversations about what's really happening what really happened without our livelihoods being taken away from us then we'll never get to a point of healing and moving past and be able to no i understand what you're saying from that perspective but what about their perspective are they allowed to freely communicate verbally how they they feel the people who you feel like we're against well well i'm not against nobody all right the people that are oppressing us Okay, good. The, because the way they do it now, they don't really do it in your face. They do it behind closed of, doors. That's what I'm saying. So, 
but they're not having the honest conversations and th- they don't want to. What 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 are we gonna do? We can't force it out of them because you see what happens when you do. Money. Unless what? I'm not getting you gotta your hit point. Them in a, with the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You saw what just happened with the Redskins. They changed their name mm-hmm. to the Washington mm-hmm. team. Why? Because FedEx pulled their money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Redskin is a derogatory term for Native Americans. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden they're like, oh, we got to change it. But for years they've been fighting that. But once you touch their bag, they was like, oh, okay, we got to change this shit ASAP. And I, I just want to piggyback off that. That's where it, is, it, that's where it needs to begin, you know. And that's why I'm actually, I got something coming soon that's a financial literacy program. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be teaching youth, you know, how to save, how to invest, how to be more mindful. Because I'm going to tell you something, I think that, it's about money too, but it's also about what we what we allow ourselves to ingest. And I don't mean that just by food, but food does play a big part because mm-hmm. we gotta understand that there are certain neighborhoods that are food that. deserts. You know what I'm saying? And people can't find a healthy meal within miles. Like you, I, I do my runs. We talk about that all the time. I do my the runs. The black neighborhoods have all the fast food restaurants. All of that, Brownsville, East New York. I do my runs going through there, and it's very educational. Of the fact that the structure, yeah, the structure, and also the fact that only gentrified neighborhoods now have healthy food, mm-hmm. and juice bars, you know, and all of this. Trust me, I see it. And then even if, like some, like I'll give you neighborhoods like Fort Greene and and by Gowanus where I grew up, like there's the whole surrounding area is wealthy. So the thing that happens is they'll have healthy options there, but nobody in those neighborhoods could afford it. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like, that's another thing I want to fight for, like making healthy food affordable for people because we all deserve the right to eat well. Yeah. But then on top of that, it's like, what are we ingesting? Are you reading enough? Because there's so much knowledge and power in reading. Are you listening to the wrong music? Because you know, sometimes just listening to classical music will, will have you thinking different. And a lot of people don't understand, like, it's about your vibration and, Yo. you know, mm. where, where you trying to go. Because you got to find yourself first, though, you know, because a lot of people will put you in a position to mislead you. And I'm going to just be honest with a lot of the rap music is very entertaining, but it's misleading. And there's things that are being said in that song that they're telling you who they are and what their intentions are. That's right. But we so caught up in the dinner, dinner, dinner. Sometimes we don't, sometimes they say something and we think we're repeating what they said because half the times we don't know what they're saying. And sometimes we're repeating what we think they're saying. But when you really look into it, play it so, all that, they said something completely different. Something that probably means something completely different that we don't know. So I understand what you mean when you say protecting your, your energy, the music, everything you eat. Yeah. And I would advise people to meditate daily, you know? I'm trying to learn how to meditate. Yeah. It's is difficult. it a skill? It, I, it's not a skill, but it's something you got to be committed to, you yeah. know, and just try to make it a daily habit like you do other things, you know, and, yeah. and try to incorporate that. Because just taking, even if you take 10 minutes to get your mind right, mm-hmm. your day is going to be totally different. I mm-hmm. guarantee you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm an example of that. Mm-hmm. I take time in the morning and at night to mm-hmm. meditate because you are supposed to start your day the way you finish it too. Mm-hmm. You know, and people got to understand the power of energy because I try to give off positive energy to mm-hmm. everybody because that's what I want to receive. Mm-hmm. If you don't give it back, that's mm-hmm. on you. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But I did my part mm-hmm. and I, I walk with pride on that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I like agree. I'm showing love, I'm giving positive energy because I'm an educator as well. So mm-hmm. when I step in the building, I know I'm a role model, I'm a mm-hmm. leader for 350 what do you students. Do? 
So I'm the coordinator of community programming and recruitment mm-hmm. at Community Roots Charter School, which nice. is in Fort Greene, Brooklyn. Nice. And uh, is I'll, it gentrified, or you see a lot of yeah, it's gentrified, kids? And, and we're an intentionally diverse school, so okay. A lot of my job is to make sure that people that's in, living in that direct community know that, that we're here to service them. Right. You know, and uh, and to make sure that, because one thing that I've learned through working in a school that's intentionally diverse is the biggest thing I tell some of the families is use the resources that are here for you. Right. You know what I'm Don't shy away from that because we have some parents that own companies there. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then some families that live in Fort Greene housing. Right. But you know what it shows me? If your kids could go to school together, there's so much more we could do together. Yes. So, yes. you know, let's let's use those resources. And start there. And, and start there. Because five-year-olds don't, they don't get hate. You know what I'm saying? They taught hate. Depends on the household. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But I'm going to tell you. Definitely depends on the household. I've seen and most five-year-olds, though, already can't allow that hate inside their system. That's something that is taught in the household, but yeah. you know, I think also like experiences that kids have in school play a big part. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if they're in a diverse setting, they're more likely to build a, a genuine relationship with somebody that might not look like them from mm-hmm. early, mm-hmm. and and that carries a long way. I've mm-hmm. seen it, so yeah. you know, I think some of those things are important too. Mm-hmm. Because everybody always, say, he's right, because everybody always say my kids are, like, so different. You see, like, my daughter sitting out yeah, there in the school and she's just, like, super. They've mm-hmm. always been like that. I used to take my kids on set with me, and you would never know they were on set. They'd be like, you got it's some great kids. It's all about the household. It's yeah, all about like, how you raise your kids. And, and my kids always went to a diverse school from, what you call it, daycare. It was a, always mixed. Chinese, Asian. Black, Puerto Rican, and everyone. Well, right now with everything going on, right, the protesting, the, the, I, I don't know. Are they still having protests in New York? I know you'll ha- yeah, you'll yeah. know more about it. Do you know about any coming up that, you know, we can give people a heads up maybe within the next week, two weeks? Well, I know the biggest one is coming up in August. I don't know the date, but it's August twenty eighth. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. anniversary. Where's in DC? Me and my in husband DC. going. Yeah. Where is it? Mm-hmm. It's in Washington, D.C. It's in D.C. Yeah. So oh, that's, that's going to be a big one. That's mm-hmm. like People next, coming from different cities. It's yeah. the March on Washington. Mm-hmm. Nice. So that's we going, Killa? We came about it as like two months ago. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'll listen, Kim. Don't worry. I got you. You know what? We not. You guys know Sebastian be having my phone. Um, now, you've been, you were out there on the front lines with everything going on. I've, I've seen the photos. I've seen that you've been protesting. What is one thing that you can pull from everything that's been going on since March to now that you can say, these are the things that I've noticed and th- these are the things that it's taught me and I hope that other people are taking from it. Well, what I notice is a lot of people like are good actors. Mm-hmm. I, I got to be real about that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and I say that because a lot of people like want to act like they don't know what, 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 what's been going on. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you want to be out there, I get it. But don't act like you don't know what's been going on for mm-hmm. centuries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we know what it is. And I think that's a thing, too. I'm comfortable being uncomfortable. And a lot of people need to get with that because that's how you make progress. You know what I'm saying? And I actually learned Having that, the uncomfortable conversations. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. And I learned that through being a runner because if you want to get uncomfortable, run a marathon. You mm. know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> and, and you'll, you'll see what uncomfortable feels mm-hmm. like. 
But, you know, it helped me understand that I got to dig a little deeper for truth. And, and I think that the best thing people can do right now is let's continue to move forward because there's some momentum built, but there was also momentum built when my cousin was killed. Right, I want to get to that. You know? We kind of talked about that a little bit last episode. It sparks up millions of people, thousands, hundreds. And I think this time, the man, they were smart. They used Juneteenth to kind of like put everybody like, yeah, yep. you guys, Juneteenth, we recognize it. And now... If you notice, the protests are not as... Uh, yeah, it's quiet. It's quiet. It's quiet. I mean, they still have I mean, that, in Portland. Uh, I mean, what's going on in Portland? The whitest, one of the whitest Hall. cities in, Hall, in, they, in America. They, they're doing something similar. But I, I, honestly, they, they might say Black Lives Matter, but I think that's something totally different. Now, are you guys with the Black Lives Matter... Do you guys support the Black Lives Matter organization or the movement? Because from what I heard, that shit is ran by a yeah. white man. Yeah. <laughs> Because apparently we can't say that. <laughs> They're going to take my podcast away. But yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> Is that true? I stand with the movement. Right. I just the movement. And I, and I say that because I don't really stand with no organization because, and not to say they are in good organizations, but unless I know the ins and outs of something, I'm not going to put you myself out like, of yeah, it, I'm supporting period. that. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? That's how a lot of us get lost. We support mm-hmm. things that we don't have the correct knowledge and on. then we may not even necessarily know all of the ins and out of what they're doing, but because we're focusing our energy there, mm-hmm. it whatever they're doing becomes a part of us. That's right. And that energy becomes a part of us and I don't want to own that. So Period. I try to I try to just do me, lead lead by example, lead my own movements. Mm-hmm. You know, cuz I feel like we all have a movement to lead because mm-hmm. we all have a different perspective, mm-hmm. different opinions. And I think I want to get as much like-minded people around me as I can because I know I'm fighting for a cause that matters. Yes. And I know I'm fighting for our youth. I'm fighting for generations to come because it's sad that we in 2020 and like my dad is 71. And you know, when this happened to George Floyd, I'm like, I feel like he lost a little hope. You know what I'm saying? And that's mm. why I like, I want to be who I'm becoming because I know that got to be hard, like mm. living here 71 years and still not seeing, seeing change, these things. Mm, you know? Yeah. So, Damn. Yeah. That was deep. Yeah. But what do you think the ultimate goal is for us to take the next step? I think the ultimate goal is for us to start owning more. Um, and I say that as far as like just being mindful of the money that we earn and how we're spending it. Because I think we need to kind of build up our own we need to start circulating our dollar within the black community a lot more. It only stays within the black community. And we did community. it before. Yeah. But it we only did stays it six hours. We could do it again. That's right. That's another thing. We got but it's the mind. History. A lot of people's minds aren't the way it was back when they had the Black Wall Street. But that's why I say we got to unlearn. But that's you also know? what it has to do with hope. Black Wall Street, we know like they could take that away. Yeah. yeah. Um, what is that? Gaddafi in Africa? They made him out to be a terrorist. If he is, if he's not, I don't know. But it's like whenever we get the balls or the mustard or the energy to do so that. So that's why we cannot be afraid to call out the forces. Right, but now do you have an army to back you? Because who you're going against Can't be like does. Nick. <laughs> Nick had nobody. Yeah, Everybody was like, now nah, you out of Nick. <laughs> 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 no, but it's serious though. Like, 
Listen, yeah, we laughing, you but just he stuck be, his neck out. You gotta be the person who take the sack yeah. of. He opened the conversation. Yeah. Right, and nobody. Because it's real. People probably don't want to talk about it for their own reasons, but we cannot be selfish. We cannot be selfish because we're afraid of what's going to happen to us. We will never solve the issues if we're not talking about the truth. Somebody said it perfectly, though. If he was on Revolt, let's say what Puff owned, he would have still had a job. Mm -hmm. So if you're all going to make a move like that, just make sure you're not doing it in Master House. But this is what this is what people don't understand. Nick Cannon is the brand. Viacom, all of those people, they it's pushed him. But Nick Cannon is Nick Cannon. Mm -hmm. If Nick Cannon had his paperwork right and he owned Wild and Out, he could take that anywhere with him anywhere and the supporters are gonna come so i don't feel like he should have apologized i don't feel like he should be afraid of what he said everything may not have been 100 true there might have been a little bit of ignorance there that in my opinion i didn't understand the melanated skin part and how i don't get you all sure of that. you don't understand that i didn't understand what he meant about them saying that the melanated skin and then them not having it making them evil and all that because i don't think they're all no, evil this is i what think he was their saying. bloodlines have, have something to, to it can you no Alright, Europe is cold as fuck. If you grew up in a co very cold environment that's rainy, snowing, it does something to your psyche. That's what he was talking about. So you're gonna become a little bit more angry and aggressive because of the environment. Um, vegetables, fruits don't grow as abundant. You're not gonna have as much animals. So that's what he was referring to. These people learn to move a certain way. No, I mean, no, that, I agree. Like people in so that's why that's why I he said this savage that. behavior. He didn't really explain it, which is But I'm saying he called them evil. This even if you're not evil, like like right now, let's just say, God forbid, one of y'all shoot me, right? And nobody does nothing about it. You didn't shoot me, so you're not per se evil, but y'all let it happen. So now you're like kinda with that. So let's talk about England, France, Germany, Ireland, Germany. All these people let, looked and Watching let these people. Watching what's happening in what, America. What happened? In the world. America, the slave trade. They let this all go down yeah. in front of them. So, so they might not be evil, bloodlines. but they also took the benefits. And we mm -hmm. also do too because at the end of the day, our tax money kind of does go to our army who's also doing evil deeds. So you also have to think about that. But are we not evil? Are we? This is like the... The question we gotta ask ask each other. Well, before we before we get out of here, is there anything that you want to make sure that you're leaving with our listeners, um, with the current state of the country, and just you being someone who went through this with your family, what Brianna Taylor's family is going through, what um, George Floyd's family is going through. What can you leave with us today that will let us get some hope? Like, okay, there 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 can be better days. Yeah. Um, well, I think we have more power, each of us as individuals, than we believe sometimes. Mm -hmm. And uh, I look at my Aunt Gwen, Eric's mom, and I look at all the things that she's done, you know, since he was murdered and mm -hmm. just what she represents as a strong black woman. Mm -hmm. And she could have went the other way with it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, and with me, I feel like what Eric has made me do is kind of like go the extra mile with everything I do in life because I can still breathe. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I can still take breath. So it's like I would be doing a disservice to not go that extra mile when I know what's being done to not only Eric, but so many people and the After injustices him. that lie in our country. And I feel like we all need to go the extra mile. And I say that because 
that extra mile could be like just being more polite to people, making their day, building up their self-esteem, building up mm -hmm. their confidence. Mm -hmm. Because you know what? It's great to focus on you, but when you're letting that energy, mm -hmm. you know, help others glow, mm -hmm. I think we'll see the true power. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that... I like that. I know my Aunt Gwen is trying to do her hardest. And, you know, she also lost my cousin Emery to gun violence in wow. the late 90s. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So she's not a Both woman that's babies. unfamiliar with... Mm -hmm. And then my cousin Joe that passed away that I was talking about the last time I, I saw Eric, that was like her son too, mm -hmm. you know? So a lot of a, losses. A lot yeah. of losses, you know? Damn. But I feel like, you know, I think we all need to just understand the power that we all have. And if we stick together, there's too much hate going on, you know? Yeah. And, and especially... You know, within the black community right now, what's going on and what's being magnified. I'm not saying the media isn't, you know, giving us more to think about, but let's think about it though. And let's figure out a solution together. And I think the best thing we could do is stay together and figure out what's our next move together because all this division within, all this clickiness and all of that, it's not it's gonna a distraction. get us nowhere. You don't have it time is. for that right it's now. It's a distraction. There's, there's, there's a spiritual unrest going on and the more negativity we spew out is the more we fuel it. And we don't even know that because mm. we don't believe. It's a lot mm. of people that just don't believe and understand just their their literal energy and how they focus it yeah. and how they use it. Yeah. That's the subconscious though. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people are letting out a lot from the subconscious. So I say, let's be a little more conscious about the way we respect ourselves, you know? Because if you respect yourself, you're going to respect other people. Believe that. 100%. Yes, love well, that. I want to thank you so much for coming to sit down with us. I wish we could go longer. Um, but thank you so much for coming. Thank uh, you. Kim, anything? Thank you, Jason, so much. You know me. <laughs> That's my boy. Right. That's right. Thank you guys so much for and, listening and yo, to real coming. Real quick, I just want to say, Kim been an inspiration to me for years, so Thank it's an you. honor. You know, Aww, her drive so nice. and motivation is A1, and more Thank people you. need to yeah. take example and, and respect that. 100%. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you, Jason. 100%. I love you. <laughs> love All you, right. too. All right. Thank you guys for listening. It's your girl, Shantizi. We out. We out. There it is. Work. It's an all that Peter is cold After story had never been told So now you see the light hey, Stand up for your right Come on, get up, stand up Stand up for your right